0: to yet another episode of the Pint-Sized Podcast. I'm Kelly Wise, your host from Pint-Sized Sites, and I am here to help you with WordPress and website issues to keep your small business website looking fabulous. Um, In this episode, we're gonna take a slightly different tack from our others. I'm going to talk about some of my favorite plugins that are not must-haves. These are plugins that are more great to haves. They add a lot of functionality and they will make it a lot easier to manage your website or your blog. But if you don't install them, there's nothing critical about whether or not you're running them. So with that, we're going to talk a little bit about um, some of my favorite nice to have plugins. Now, my, the first one I want to talk to you about is a plugin called Black Studio Tiny MCE widget, and this is a plugin that allows you to edit um, content in your widgets without knowing HTML. If you're familiar at all with the widgets as they are now in in WordPress, if you just click on a text widget and you type text in there, that's great. If you want to make it bold, you have to know in HTML how to put bold tags around it you want to make it a heading you've got to wrap it in uh, html heading tags Uh, all of that stuff is easy enough to do if you know html but for the vast majority of people they don't know html and who really wants to use it learn it just for a widget even if you do know html um, typing all that stuff in can be kind of tedious and unpleasant so what black studio tiny mce widget does is it adds the same uh, WYSIWYG or what you see is what you get kind of editor that you see when you create a page or a post. And it does that with um, a widget called a visual editor. And so instead of using a text widget, you use the visual editor widget, and um, you'll be able to type text, highlight it, make it a heading, make it, uh, bold make it italic add links add media so it's a lot easier to add a photo uh, or a little icon or graphic to a widget than if it is if you're trying to do it all in html where you have to go out and remember what the url is and how to format format all of that in html so without a doubt this is probably one of the most useful with uh, plugins you will ever install it literally it's not a must-have for your site if you're trying to go lean and mean um, you wouldn't have to install it but honestly for what it does i i don't have websites now without it anymore um, it just works fabulous it also sent me off on a, um, a google uh, squirrel hunt Um, you know, because here I am, I'm looking at a black studio, tiny MCE widget squirrel. What, what does tiny MCE mean? I mean, you see this all over the place in the WordPress world is tiny MCE. So I Googled it because I do that. And, um, I'm a little crazy that way. Uh, tiny MCE is short for tiny moxicode content editor. Apparently the company that developed it was called Moxycode. Um, they're now uh, EFox or Fox or FX Corporation. Uh, but the company was originally called MoxiCode. And it's actually a platform independent browser-based um, WYSIWYG. I like saying that just because it's fun, but it stands for What You See is What You Get Editor and it uses uh, JavaScript. And so, uh, they use the tiny MCE within your post and page editor, but you can also use it in different, um, uh, website platforms out there. And, uh, it's all open source, which means that any developer out there who's developing a, an online application can use the code. And so it is pretty, pretty popular. Um, it and again it just makes things a whole lot easier so you now have this fabulous piece of of trivia which is you know what the phrase tiny mce means so if you're like me and you're like sitting around having um, a dinner with your friends and regaling them with loads and loads of useless trivia and i do have loads of useless trivia now you have one too tiny mce means tiny moxie code content editor. So again, um, the tiny MCE, the black studio tiny MCE widget is my favorite of the plugins here. And I will leave, um, uh, in the show notes, I will have links to all of this stuff. So you can go on wordpress.org repository and see which one it is. So when you want to install it onto your website, onto your WordPress site, you'll know that you have the right one. But the company that, that does this is Black Studio, and they've done a really, really fabulous job on this little plugin. So the next one I want to talk about is a, um, um, a coming soon page in maintenance mode. And the company here is Seed Prod. I use this uh, quite a bit when I'm working on a site and I don't want anybody to see it except for uh, the client. It's super simple to install and it has either coming soon or maintenance mode, so you can switch between the two. It will let you customize the coming soon slash maintenance mode page that people see. Mine is pretty generic, it just says coming soon so that nobody like comes back. Um, it's just drop dead simple to use and it will keep, um, various people from wandering in and seeing what you're working on. It's just sort of like, you know, putting a, a drapes up on the uh, shop windows when you're repainting on the interior. So it's a really handy little plugin to have. The next plug-in I really like, um, I use a lot of contact form seven. In websites and I discovered um, a year or two ago I started getting an awful lot of contact form spam in other words there were people being paid probably 25 cents an hour to sit in a basement somewhere and fill out contact forms largely trying to I you know sell me everything from uh, SEO to Cialis like I need Cialis um, or like I even need their other services. But it, the, the, the amount of spam I started to get and that I started to see my client sites getting uh, just because of the contact form uh, was annoying. And largely it was bots. That, there are actually um, little software scripts out there called bots, like robots, that will go to a website. They'll scan each page until they find a contact form and the bot will fill in the contact form and hit press submit. So this plugin I found, um, actually gets rid of the bot generated, uh, contact form spam, and it is called contact form seven honeypot. So what it does is it actually adds a hidden field for the bots to fill in. So The contact form, my contact form will probably have uh, a name, an email address, a subject and a message. And then the person clicks submit and I get the contact form. What contact form 7 honeypot does is it installs another field called honeypot that is not visible on the browser window. So a human who's looking at the contact form would never see the form field would never fill it out and so when they hit submit that contact form field would be empty and so contact form 7 honeypot knows that if that um, field is empty that a human has pressed submit because bots what they will do is they will go in and fill in every single field in a form and so if that honeypot field is filled in and the bot clicks submit, then this plugin knows, oh, this was filled out by a machine because no human could see it. And it just throws that contact form submission away. It's gone. So it's surprisingly useful and it has cut down on the amount of contact form spam significantly. So that now the only contact form spam I get is actually from people that are sitting in a basement somewhere being paid pennies on, on an hour to fill in contact forms so again I'll have a link to that one as well and it's fabulous so if you're running contact form 7 get contact form 7 honeypot plugin and when you build your form just add the field of honeypot you can put it anywhere in the form and the machines the bots out there will fill it in and um, you'll save yourself a lot of contact form spam so the next one i really 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 like is um uh it's it's called the genesis footer builder now if you are running a genesis child theme a website with genesis child theme Um, You'll notice that the default footer, the copyright information on a Genesis theme is going to be, you know, built using Genesis and the theme name and the year. Frankly, my clients don't want that. What they want is the, the copyright and their company name. They don't want stuff filled out, you know, courtesy of Genesis and the name of the theme. So the Genesis footer builder, when you install this plugin, you can configure it so that it will basically overwrite what Genesis is doing. And you can actually add in there, uh, by default, it includes, uh, the copyright. It puts in the name of the website, which is the name of the company. And then it also has some links for, um, things like privacy policies and, and, um, uh, affiliations, that sort of stuff. You can get rid of any of that or you can add more in, but it's really simple to use. It will modify your uh, Genesis child theme footer, the copyright information without you having to know code, without you having to go in and modify the child theme. It's just magic, and it works and it's beautiful. So again, that's the Genesis footer builder, um, works great. Then the last one, um, probably one that you've heard a million times before, by the way, the thumping noise is um, uh, Scout is busy doing quality control, testing the microphone, I guess, Uh, but she's jumping up and down around the office. Um, Probably one of the most popular plugins out there and one that's just really fabulous to have. If you don't have this one, you should have another one that does the same function and that's Yoast SEO. So Yoast SEO, um, it, it may be more of a, a a must have, but, um, like any good SEO plugin, it's going to help you with your search engine optimization. Uh, it, it'll do things like, um, uh, set your permalinks up. It'll allow you to modify the descriptions, the meta descriptions of each one of your posts or pages. And it'll also generate your XML sitemaps for you, which is what uh, the search engines use to give them like a directory of your website. So, and a directory is handy. You know, if you've ever wandered into the mall and you're looking for that one shoe store that you're looking for, um, you can either wander the entire mall or you can find the directory. That's what an XML sitemap does for a search engine is it gives them the directory that says, hey, the shoe store is located on level one and it's down to your right about half a mile. So the Yoast SEO will do that. Other things that Yoast SEO does is it gives you a readability test. So it lets me know if I'm using too many $25 words and which case then I can go in and put in more like 25 cent words. Uh, but it also just makes it more readable it'll make sure that you're using your keywords often enough in the post although it's not all that super accurate so um, you don't have to follow it religiously but it just helps automate a lot of stuff and then as far as the meta descriptions that isn't tremendously handy the the search engines don't actually use meta descriptions anymore for your ranking largely because, again, the black hat SEO people kind of like ruin it for everybody um, because they started like jacking with the meta descriptions to artificially inflate their search engine rankings. But the description is really handy for humans when they do a Google search and or a Bing search. Sorry, I, I tend to just use Google generically, but it could be Bing too for the 10% of you out there using Bing. Um, But when you do a search for a term, it'll give you the, the post or the page name, the URL, and then the first 255 characters which describe what the page is about. By default, what WordPress does is it uses the first 255 characters in your post or your page. Now, if you follow some of the content marketing rules out there, which is when you start a post, you don't want to just launch right into the topic. You want to sort of, you know, introduce the topic, maybe with a, a clever, quiptastic sort of story. Um, that doesn't read well in a search result. So it, it doesn't really get to the heart of what the, the post is about. And so, when you can go in and edit the description, you know, you might have this fabulous um, blog post on, you know, how you made somebody's life a million times better doing something. But you start off by talking about, you know, your dog. And you went on a walk with your dog and we got all muddy. And that's how you wander into this story. So, what you can do instead is edit that description to say, In this post, we are going to talk about how product X made my life a hundred million times better, and then I could turn around and make my client's life a hundred times better. And so that's, that's what the Yoast SEO plugin will do. And it is probably one of the more popular of the SEO plugins. Uh, There's a couple others out there. One is All-in-One SEO, which is also tremendously popular, but i've sort of settled on yoast Um, it has over a million active installs right now which is pretty phenomenal Um, a lot of people don't like it but i do so there you have it so that's a slightly shorter post than uh, blog post i keep seeing like you're reading this Uh, that's a slightly shorter podcast than we've had the last couple of weeks but I really just wanted to go- cover some of the stuff because I get asked this question a lot: What plugins should I have? And so, you know, we always, um, most developers are, will always tell you: You need a backup plugin. You need the security plugin. And there's a few that you have to have that you really do need to have. But then there are just some plugins that make your life easier. And my favorite, probably the one that um, will make your life easier, uh, that you will get the most bang for the buck, considering and especially considering that it's absolutely free, is going to be Black Studio Tiny MCE widget. Go and install it now. It's nice, it's well behaved. Uh, the next one, if you're running Contact Form 7, definitely go in and install Contact Form 7 Honeypot. That will make it handy for you. So those are the two that I would say that every, every website out there should have unless of course you're running Ninja forms, in which case you don't need contact form seven honeypot. But anyway, so those are uh, my favorite plugins that are not absolutely positively critical to have, but that I love and that I install on almost every website out there. So that's it for this episode. Um, for all the people that keep asking me what plugins i should have uh thanks for the question and i hope that this has helped answer it if you have other questions if there's um other plugins that you would like me to take a look at please do let me know there's a contact form on the website that's at pintsizedsites.com go in and ask me a question click on there there's a contact form with the contact form seven honeypot on it so you won't see it unless you look at the source code um and you'll send me a form send me a, a question and, and i will answer it until next time i'm kelly wise and this is the pint sized podcast thanks for listening